0: You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global
1: chorus. Delta, keep climbing. Capella
0: University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
2: In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is The Deal Board, and we are excited to get back to business. I think everybody's excited, but at the same time, I think there's going to be a little bit of hesitancy and or sort of a whiplash. And so we have some ideas today to talk about that we are I'm a little concerned about Have yeah
0: said- I mean we were just talking right in the, the green room before this Andy we were saying like hey business dinners are back and we're not used to being able to or be having commitments <laughs> during the week at night and we're getting back to that and traffic's back I don't know if anybody wanted traffic to be back I don't know if that's what we meant getting back to normal is getting back to traffic but You know, there's a lot of things I think business owners can do, or at least think about in preparation for this business whiplash, because there's going to be a lot of questions created, especially for employees and customers moving forward for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, a lot changed during the pandemic. And we've been talking, I've been talking to some leaders here in South Florida saying what's going to come back, what's not going to come back. We were just talking in the green room before about companies that are having all their employees come back. We could talk about that in a minute. So let's dive in. Let's get right to the points. I uh, In my article that we're coming out with, I came up with 10 points. So let's start. Yeah, well,
0: actually the first one, just to bring it back, is employee flexibility in telecommuting. So what is going to happen in the future of office space? And I know we get asked this question a lot related to the businesses we represent and in our commercial real estate divisions. What's going to happen with office space and how are employees going to work now? Are they going to be virtual, in-office, or hybrid?
2: Well, I think there's one other thing that employees may demand it. And so you're seeing the employment numbers the unemployment numbers drop precipitously very quickly here in Florida. And, and I'm sure other places in the United States, it'll, it'll follow suit. And we'll get back to that time where it's hard to find good talent. And guess what? They may want that flexibility of working from home.
0: Right. I mean, it's, it's created more efficiency in some, I mean, we were just talking about traffic, right? But let's, let's, break it down very simply. If you have to commute 45 minutes to and from your office every day, that's an hour and a half of extra efficiency you can get out of employees. Um, And it usually creates a happier work-life balance. So I think we're going to see some differences in different companies and how they handle this. Um, Today, we were just talking about, you know, Google and Amazon came out in the last, you know, 24 hours and they want their employees back in full office. Now, Microsoft and Facebook are saying, hey, we're going to go more hybrid or full virtual model. So I I think it's really going to come down to business culture, but I do think you're going to see some employees demand it. And I think it actually might be an advantage for some businesses that employ a more virtual environment. Because to your point, Andy, if you're competing for good talent, if you're running a virtual or telecommuting platform, you can pull good talent from all over the country or all over the world. You don't have to be stuck just within your local area.
2: And just think of some of the efficiencies in our office. I was talking to someone at UFG the other day, and they were saying, listen, for for me to go get a cup of coffee, I wind up in four different conversations about how the kids are, how baseball is doing, all this kind of stuff. So you save time there. And on top of it, how many times have employers, and I know my fellow employers are out there saying, how many times do you have to referee things because people are not getting along for some reason, and that has gone away, <laughs> the yeah. most part. It's gone away. So, uh, but you talked about culture, and that's going to be important. So, that is definitely one of the biggest ones that uh, we're going to have to look at, and it we're all it, we're going to be like thrown right back into it because I think for the most part, most businesses have not gotten rid of their commercial real estate yet, so they're going to want to use it. I think everybody's going to come back for a little while,
0: but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So what's the second thing that business owners really need to start thinking
2: about? Well, we everybody pivoted, right? So consumers are now used to having things delivered to their door or having things dropped off on their doorstep. And businesses may have to retain those options. And they may be losing money doing it, which I'll talk about in a minute. But customer delivery options have definitely changed.
0: Yeah, I mean everything from groceries to liquor to retail, everything can be delivered now. And if you're going back to the the efficiency thing, it's a huge perk for consumers and it is is an added cost, you know, especially like we've seen in the the restaurant industry where working with some of the larger delivery companies is very expensive for the restaurants or having to add staff for that. But um I agree, I think that's that's a consumer demand almost now. It's, you know, if you decide Say for some reasons Whole, Whole Foods took away f- food delivery, which I doubt they're going to do ever. But I mean that that would be a, a big deciding factor in whether you shop at Whole Foods or another grocery store. So I, I think it's it's not a preference anymore for consumers; it's almost a necessity to have these delivery options.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it's changed, and I don't think they're going to be able to stick that toothpaste back in the tube. So that is definitely going to affect businesses moving forward. What's the third thing?
0: Video conferencing abilities, <laughs> and it's funny because we're we're an example of this, right? During the pandemic, we took our podcast just from audio to video. We've hosted live webinars, but in order to do that, you have to have really good equipment and the ability to do it within your office.
2: Yeah, I was just talking about how I'm taking a trip to Seattle, and I now can do this because we can work from anywhere. And I literally bought a portable green screen to bring with me. I bought a ring light. I'm going to mm-hmm. bring that with me. I'm going to make sure that I have my external camera and, and a microphone with me so I can be professional wherever I go. And I think a lot of people are doing that. You know, live from the hotel room isn't professional. So I think you everybody's going to need up to s- step up their game. And yeah. even it's- in office.
0: Yeah. In office. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, we're, we're about to just close on a new commercial property. And and one of the first things we're doing differently in this one is we're taking an office and converting it to a studio, right? So we're building out a full studio. Andy, I know you have one in your office already, but I think you're going to see more and more businesses need that ability in their office space or, you know, it's all of our media meeting, uh, meeting rooms are equipped with webcams. And, And the good thing about all of this is, I think between Zoom and the hard technology, the development and accessibility moves so quickly in the last year. These are not hard things to set up; they're fairly inexpensive. Um, you can you can get a good professional look done very quickly, and I think this is going to be a necessity for most businesses, especially B two B, right, to be able yeah. to have this professional looking virtual environment.
2: Yeah, I, I know for a fact that Trans World's. Uh, studio that we have in Fort Lauderdale, I already can imagine that if it starts getting used more often, they're going to want to move it from the room it's in. It's a little bit hot in that room. It's a little bit cramped. I wouldn't be surprised that somebody who decides that they're going to work from home from now on, we're going to use their office and it's going to be the new studio. So I would watch out for that. But speaking of which our next point is can you imagine bringing everybody back to the office and everybody being on Zoom at the same time? Now I don't know about you, I mean we have two T1 lines and it and VIOP phones and and everybody's banging on uh you know uh, email even before the pandemic we were having issues of bandwidth every once in a while. I can't imagine uh, these areas that have a, a you know a large office presence where everybody's chewing on the bandwidth that it's going to be, uh, we're not going to have issues?
0: Yeah, I, I think every business owner, this is one thing you need to take a look at if you're bringing back people to the office. Same, if we had everybody in our office before pandemic, we would have bandwidth issues. And now it's it's not just going to be people, like you said, on email, everyone's going to be on Zoom and, and it takes up a lot more uh, technology space. So now's a great time if you own a small business and you're considering bringing your employees back to make a call to your service provider and just get the highest bandwidth you can, maybe some rewiring and some hard lines getting done. Um, it's definitely a, a big interruption to business, right? And not one that anyone takes um, very lightly or calmly if their Zoom connection goes out. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I even foresee us having to like clamp down on people. Cause I know people stream like news or they stream music and it, mm-hmm. that's chewing up bandwidth in the office. So I know even in the front desk there, they have the office, you know, the music playing through a TV and I'm like, we're going to have to stop that if it's, you know, if it's going to chew up bandwidth.
0: Maybe go back to real radio. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine with the little antenna and everything? Yeah. So that brings us to going back to things and new things Think about all the businesses that pivoted during this time; mm-hmm. that they came out with new products. I know a very nice restaurant's been in business for fifty years. They opened up, they opened up a butcher shop, and they've been selling meats and fish uh, through their butcher shop. Again, delivering them to the you know to the little drive-through. The question is: is are they making money with that? And you know, mm-hmm. I mean, forget about that for a minute. Are they going to be? be Is this going to be viable once everybody comes out of this pandemic?
0: Yeah. And you've seen even some businesses went like more drastic catering towards pandemic products. Like we saw a lot of the breweries and distilleries out here pivot and start making um, hand sanitizer and cleaning supplies because, you know, alcohol is one of the base ingredients. But I I think at this point, businesses need to take a step back and figure out whether, yeah, it's profitable, but is, is it a viable product or service line that's that's relevant for your time? Is it that what you need to focus on as a business to move forward? And margins will always drive those decisions, but also demand. So is the demand for hand sanitizer going to stay at the levels that it has been over the last 12 months? I don't know. Hopefully people continue to clean their hands, but I don't know how much hand sanitizer we're going to need.
2: Yeah, I, I know a rum company locally that went out and bought, it's different alcohol, by the way, and they bought that alcohol and they're sitting on barrels and barrels of it and can't get rid of it now because nobody's getting the hand sanitizer or there's plenty of hand sanitizer out there. I also visited a printing company that had a great bottom line in 2020 because they got, got into PPP. And they were selling masks and they were selling hand sanitizer because they were selling also, you know, uh, tchotchkes and things like that yep. with, mm-hmm. with hand sanitizer in it or or wet wipes. But now that's gone. Yeah. And, and their big business was beforehand uh, live events and realtors handing out brochures. And think about all those restaurants that are not handing out paper. You know, some of them went to paper, but- you know so some of that printing is gone so they have to get away from those from those products and businesses are going to have to start worrying about margins like you said
0: yeah which actually takes us to our sixth point is these flow very well together good job andy thank you um, but uh, returning to profitability I mean we've seen lots of support for small business over the last year. Um we've seen bailouts, we've seen PPP, we've seen idle loans, we've seen landlords abate rent. And and it's funny because when people ask me they're like how like how do you think the pandemic affected the small business economy? I'm like I don't know yet. Cuz everything's really been I want to say propped up, but it's been helped and a lot of businesses have operated with lower gross margins or no profit whatsoever and been okay. And that I, I think we've actually reached the end of that, you know, the, the news, the new stimulus bills that are coming out and the new bills that are coming out don't include stimulus for small business anymore. I think we've reached the end of the, the money. So now we're going to have to see what businesses are able to do.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a rude wake up call for some of these businesses and back to those pivot products, right? So some of those pivot products might have been losing money. Uh, but because of PPP, because of the idle loans, because of there's even been some local grants here in Florida uh, that I've seen from the state, from the local community. And think about all the employees that may be working off the books because they're getting unemployment as well, a big unemployment check. That's all going to end and people are going to have to be profitable. And like you said, they're not going to get the abatements from the landlord and or the banks. I mean, the banks mm-hmm. might have been holding back as well. And some people might not have been paying rent, uh, you know, on some levels and had deals with their landlords. So, yeah, that's going to be, you know, we're going to see that. uh, And we've seen that in in already in valuations of businesses that PPP money doesn't really count. I mean, you know, and we've seen some big bottom lines because of PPP. And that's going to have to be unwound.
0: No, jumping to the next one, not, not to berate, but focusing on profitability. But next is is maybe talking more about the psychological factor. So fears and anxieties that employees and customers are going to have getting back to quote unquote
2: normal. Yeah, it's, it's. listen, I, I, I don't want to get political here about masks, no masks. I mean, people are very upset about masks. I don't know why, but, it, you know, people wear shoes to protect themselves, wear masks. But, you know, people... I've talked to some people who are going to continue to wear masks because they just think it's a great practice when they're traveling. They don't want to get sick on vacations, and there are people that are still going to be scared once they're vaccinated, uh, and they're going to be hesitant to even be in a crowd. I, I think the mental health issues that we're going to see from this are going to be long lasting. I could see it in my grown children as well that you know being, quote unquote, at home for a year, people are gonna be hesitant and there's gonna be some trepidations of people getting into into crowds of going to concerts and being right next to each other. It's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think as employers and owners, we need to be conscious of that, right? Because there's there's obviously a wide diversity of what these fears and anxieties are gonna be. And some people might have no fear or anxiety and others might be afraid to still leave the house. But we just went through pro- probably one of the most uncertain times in any of our lifetimes. And to go from that, and that's why I like the title of the article, the whiplash, right? And you go from that all the way back to we are seeing states open up like, it you know, we all did that dial thing, dial down. Well, we're not dialing back up. We're just going back, right? And
2: well, Florida, and that's, is. Florida's, yeah. you know, talk about Miami Beach, scenes from Miami Beach is on the news every single night. And, uh, you know, spring break was wide open and we're seeing the caseload go up, which is unfortunate. So, you know, the question is, is the vaccines going to going to bring down that caseload or is that like little bit of caseload going to be around for a while enough to scare customers not coming back immediately or, you know, all of a sudden it's going to be wide open and whiplash, like you said.
0: Yeah. And ultimately it's going to be, I was hearing about the, the news because we're, our mandates are likely going away on a statewide basis in the next two weeks in Colorado And I was listening and it's, it's ultimately going to come down to the business owners. Like we're going to be able to decide what are we going to put in place in our businesses to ensure the maximum amount of our customers, employees feel comfortable. And it's just like, we've, we've talked on, I think we've talked on the show or me and you always have the conversations. Like you never want to get political in your business because you don't want to distance half of the population. Right. And it's, I I look at this, it's the same thing with this. You're, you don't know who's walking in the door and what their fears or anxieties are going to be. So you, you want to make the majority of the people that walk into your business comfortable. And that's going to be a decision that we make as owners and the government's no longer making for us.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and so with that, but I think the one overall thing that's going to happen is business is going to come back in a big way. There's Mm -hmm. going to be a boom in the economy. Just all this money going in over the last year uh, a lot of people haven't spent this money. And you just think about the 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 things like restaurants, and there's less restaurants than there was. Now, everybody, everybody wants to go out and experience restaurants. And maybe everybody wants to start traveling again. I just mentioned that I'm going to Seattle for a couple of weeks. And I know a lot of people are jumping on planes. In the last few weeks, there's been over a million people go through TSA, which is the biggest uh, increase that we've seen over the last year. So these companies are going to need more employees. And we saw a shortage of help before this all started. And as we come out of this with the unemployment checks still coming out and maybe the stimulus checks, I think it's going to be hard.
0: Yeah. And some industries are already seeing it. You know, I've, I've heard in the restaurant industries that they're having a work short, uh, <laughs> workforce shor- work shortage. That's like a tongue twister yeah, today for Yeah. But, and, and you're right, Andy, before in almost all the markets in the U S there was a shortfall of employees. And I don't think we've lost that many businesses or that much in the economy that that's going to change a whole lot. And there's new demands on businesses. We just talked about like businesses, putting things in place to, Uh, cure fears and anxieties, well, there's more cleaning demands on some of these retail and restaurant businesses that creates more jobs. Same with the airlines and the hotels and hospitality. And it is going to create a very competitive work environment.
2: Yeah, I agree. So uh, it's going to be hard. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the things that, you know, business owners might call us uh, to sell because they just can't handle this again. I mean, going through this again. But the other thing that businesses are going to have to do is they've been advertising and marketing these new pivot products. They've been advertising and marketing maybe safe standards. Uh, they've been advertising and marketing looking for different kinds of customers, but that's going to change very quickly. In fact, we started to do that, right?
0: Yeah, we've already started changing our advertising and marketing. We also saw like a, a huge flock of putting all your ad dollars online, right? Because everybody was sitting like this in front of their computers and online has gotten more expensive and more competitive. And now we talked about the top of the show, the traffic's come back. People are driving again. They're listening to the radios. They're looking at their billboards. So it it might mean you need to adjust your advertising and marketing strategy and decide, am I going to diversify where I'm spending my money? Do I need to spend more money? did i pull back during the pandemic to save some money and now i need to increase that spend so i can catch up and increase my sales and profit too
2: yeah it's a confusing time for business owners about where to put your money and i don't think there's any right answer uh you know much like uh, the political debate 50 on this side 50 on this side there's still going to be people online and doing things online forever obviously but there are going to be people back in the subways, back on the highways looking at billboards, back and listening to radio, as you pointed out, uh, back perhaps being in places where there's magazines or flyers that are hung up. I mean, bus benches. I mean, there's going to be ways to advertise like traditionally, and it's going to be uh, you're going to have to pivot pretty quick as a business owner. So you got to watch out for that. So, yeah.
0: So we, I a, mean, yeah, there's a lot, right? So <laughs> before we get into our tenth, there's a lot to think about as a business owner, and we we know personally, like running a business is like running a marathon daily, right? And and we're not here to say like, oh, this is just all the other stuff that you have to do on top of it, but there is a lot more considerations that we're going to have uh, as employers going right back to business as normal, as we've been in a different environment for 13 months now. So if this seems overwhelming, or if you're getting towards the end of the career, your career, this may be a time where you start thinking about an exit plan.
2: Yes, we've said it before on this podcast. We've talked about what an opportune time it is to sell. And that time may be waning. I mean, we are, going, we are already starting to see more and more people decide to hang it up. As the business is starting to roll back, people are saying, okay, I'm not going through this again. I'm done. It's time for me to sell. And listen, if you are overwhelmed by the last nine things we talked about, and people are going to be overwhelmed. I mean, we didn't even talk about, I was talking uh, on a future podcast, we're going to be talking to someone about COVID, uh, whether or not you should mandatory make, make mandatory vaccines. And there's no right answer. You get sued either way. So there's <laughs> litigation concerns. I mean, there's a lot going on out there in the world. And, and baby boomers are getting older. And it may be time to sell. Yeah. And
0: this might and be it. This might be it and and not to, you know, uh push you into like what our thoughts are but this is to be very very honest, it's the hottest market for selling a business that I've seen in my entire career, Andy, I don't know about you, but it's just it's crazy the amount of buyers that are out there is crazy, financing still available, interest rates are low and the valuations are still good. Even with a dip that most businesses experienced in 2020, our sellers are still getting good values. So if if you're considering it, change is constant. We don't know what's going to happen in this next six to 12 months, but right now is a great time to sell. And if it's your time, then just jump on board.
2: Yeah. And if it's not your time, get ready for the whiplash. There's going to be some whiplash in the next six months or so getting back to normal and everything that goes on in between just be patient and uh, be tolerant of people. That's all. I think we're, that's the message today.
0: Yeah. So hopefully this helps. We'll have some of this stuff available in our show notes as well. Thank you always for listening. You can catch all of our episodes at the dealboardpodcast.com. And if you like us, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen and drop us a review. Thanks everybody. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm, with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our Deal of the
2: Week. Deal of the Week. Sold. Everybody, welcome back. And it is Deal of the Week. And I have a very special guest. I have Nate Ernst-Jones from Trans World Business Advisors here in South Florida. And Nate just closed. Nate has closed several deals in the last few months. But this last one was interesting because it's a professional services firm. Why don't you give us a little bit of background and welcome, Nate.
1: Sure, thank you, Andy. Uh, really happy to be here. So, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm sort of uh, having a mini celebration uh, uh, around this around this deal. Uh, it was a civil engineering company um, based out of Miami. Uh, they did a lot of government work, and um, it took uh, w- when all said and done, it took just over two years to get to the closing table wow. with this company. Yeah, um, namely, you know, we had uh, COVID, obviously. Um, which uh, threw a wrench in in uh, the whole industry and in the whole, but uh, certainly this deal uh, was affected as well. But we really needed to find the the right buyer. Um, I spoke with uh, you know I was looking at our list of non disclosure agreements signed. I spoke with over a hundred buyers mm. on this deal. Uh, we talked with individuals. We talked with other companies. Um, and I'm really happy to say we we found uh, an awesome. Acquire for the business. They were uh, another, they are another engineering company uh, with uh, based in the Southeast US, um, several other offices. And this was a perfect expansion opportunity. This is like kind of that classic business that, you know, when you think about who could I possibly sell to, well, this is a larger company that wants to have an immediate footprint in South Florida. And this was, this was that fit for them.
2: Perfect. Sounds like a great fit. I mean that's what we do. We're, uh, we're specialists at finding the needles in the haystack. and it's not easy to find uh, these types of deals in these buyers. Why don't you give us a little bit of background about how big the deal was, price sure. terms?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we ended up at a uh, selling price of around uh, just shy of 1.3 million. And, uh, there were certainly several complexities to the deal. Um, uh, on the seller's side, we had three different partners. Mm. Um, the company also had some work that they attained through, uh, a, a, a minority status. So obviously for the continuance of those contracts, the buyer was, uh, that, that was important piece of, of the deal to maintain that minority status. So, um, <clears throat> what we did was, uh, We were able to structure a a half stock sale. It was kind of treated as an asset sale, um, which is kind of, you know, as you know, our our standard um, selling structure. But it was, in fact, a stock purchase. And um, I was able to work with the attorneys on uh, this sort of structure of having one of the um, majority shareholders maintain their shares for a a two year period to enable um, those contracts to continue. Um, and we had, uh, all sorts of fun things to throw in, like, um, a small seller note, a small earnout. we had employment agreements. Um, but you know, that's what we do, right. Is just take, uh, take the 10 different levers and, and quarterback them to, to get to closing. Uh, and all parties were happy when, when we got to the closing table.
2: Um, sounds like another good deal for good people. Thank you, Nate, for Absolutely. joining us. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way?
1: Sure, just shoot me an email, nate, N-A-T-E, at tworld.com.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on today.
1: All right, take
2: care. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost, it's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And it is Listing of the Week. And we have a returning guest, Chip Redman from Trans World Business Advisors of Central Florida. Welcome back, Chip. And, you know, a lot of people are looking for healthy alternatives and franchises, and you got a nice one. You got both. Yeah, this
3: is this is uh, both. We're t- ticking off both tick boxes with this one. Uh, this is a franchise that has about 20 units right now, and they specialize in acai bowls, uh, healthy, fresh juices, and, you know... Sandwiches and salads. It's a fantastic little concept
2: that's uh, that's doing really well. And this one is located in South Florida, right? That is. It's kind of in the Palm Beaches area,
3: so it's a little bit a little bit south for me. But uh, it's in a fantastic area. Uh, there's lawyers' offices. There's a lot of uh, businesses drawing into uh, into that that segment in that area.
2: Yeah, and it's doing pretty well. I saw the numbers. So why don't you go over the numbers a little bit? So they
3: did in 2019, they just did uh, around $931,000 in sales. This is currently being run by a manager. So an owner operator could probably take those sales and increase them by 20, 30% um, easily for their location.
2: Yeah, great. So what's the price? What's the down payment?
3: Price is currently $395,000. Uh, the seller's discretionary earnings is $190,000. So we're uh, we're, just under, uh, we're just under two times for that.
2: Perfect. Sounds like a great deal and good deals are going fast. So what's the best way to get in touch with you?
3: The best way to get a hold of me is on my cell phone at 321-299-6867. Or you can email me at chrisredmond at tworld.com.
2: Great. Thanks for coming on today. appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website,
1: thedealboardpodcast.com. Life's soundtrack can
0: feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your
2: life. Imagine your future differently. Acapella